This is the Ed Milet Show. Compete, lead, and win. Welcome back to Max Out with Ed Milet. I am fired up today. We have a great conversation to show you today. I'm with four-time UFC champion, Fox Sports analyst, UFC color commentator, all-around stud and champion, Dominic Cruz. Dominic, thank you for being here, brother. Good to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you. Got him in my wine room in the house. And <laughs> of course we, he does. Of course we do. We've been having great conversations off camera, and uh, most of you probably know Dominic. You've seen him probably in the cage and seen him dominate over and over, 22-2 and two lifetime record. And uh, this is one of the great fighters of the last decade in the UFC. And so it's great to have you here, man. It's good to be here, man, in your, in your beautiful wine room, not checking so, things out. It's not so bad. Just keep your hands off Can the, I have the this? No, you I cannot have this. No, you cannot have that. No, no, you can't have that. We'll pour some Monster in please that do. shot glass please for you. He's sponsored by Monster. I seriously so. can't have that? You seriously cannot have that. No, no. I just do. Unless you I fight me for it, then it I might give cool, it to you. It is cool, though. It is cool. Anyway, we, we, uh, nice try though. We are, um, we're gonna talk some specific stuff today. We're gonna get into the kind of the mindset of a champion because I have one here right in front of me and I don't wanna waste the time of not getting inside your brain a little bit. So <laughs> everybody knows about you being super successful in the ring and they've seen you win and you're about to come back from another injury, but I, you gotta tell everybody, it, people's journey in life is always interesting to me. And you didn't like all grow up thinking you were going to be a UFC champion or even in MMA in any way, shape, or form, right? No. Tell them a little bit about, like, a little bit how you grew up, but then how the heck the story of how you end up even getting in this sport in the first place. I wouldn't say I grew up poor because I've, I nowadays you see what poor is in a lot of different places all over the world. Yeah. So I would say I didn't grow up with a lot of money. Okay. With my mom, my mom was a single mom, raised me and my brother. So, you know, I grew up not making a lot of money, not getting new stuff when you went to school, being mad about yeah. it, not getting new school stuff. You yeah. know, just the little things, being on the free lunch. Yeah, it's cool. Things like that, yeah. uh, where you just kind of get made fun of. Yeah. That normal life that a lot of people could relate to. I grew up like time. that. So, yeah. um, then I graduate high school, and I feel like junior high, high school, I was like in a shell. Hmm. And I was just on a learning how to work, learning how to, learning what I could be. Yeah. And it was, it really started in junior high. I think that when we say that kids are kids at that age, I think that's actually when they're adults because that is the primer that sets for the paint when you become an adult. Hmm. And I feel like I learned how to be an adult young because of certain choices I made. Like what? What do you mean? Like well, I was kind of put in that by my dad when, yeah. I was, when I was five. He left and told me I was the man of the house. Mm. And I just remember that really distinctly. You Him did. saying bye, you know, mm. you're the man of the house. I need you to take care of your mom, take care of your brother. And me just being really proud about that at that specific age. Seriously? Yeah, it was weird. I remember being like, yeah, my dad put me here for that. I could see it on your face right you know? now. And then he left, though. Yeah. And then that obviously sucked. Yeah. As it does for everybody. Sure. But he chose drugs over me at the time in my head then. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm an adult and you understand that your parents choose what they choose because of how they were brought up. And it's not really mm -hmm. anybody's fault, it's just the way things are chopped yeah. up, right? So you've attached a different meaning to the same yeah, event you, now. Yeah, you learn yeah. over time that yeah. all it does is make you angry, piss you off and bring negativity to you if you hold anything else to it. Mm. He, he didn't want to do that, but there's great things that came out of him doing that stuff to me. Yeah. And so there's a reason this happens. That's right. There is. There yeah. always is. Yep. But um, So you're 18, 
I mean, this happened for you, not to you, your dad leaving, like we were talking about off camera. But Can't so you're 18. Did you know what you were going to do at 18? Did you have like a plan? Like, I'm well, gonna I was go going this? to school to be an EMT firefighter. Okay. And then I decided. So, I'll, no plans at all to be a fighter? No, hadn't None. even started. At 18? Never thrown a punch in my life. That's amazing, man. Yeah. Are and most guys in your sport training young, though, right? Like, if you're now, fighting, they do. this is the new era. Okay. And now, the new era has every facet in the world, every martial art in the world at their hands. Yeah. Every gym in the world, every team in the world, every pad holder in the world. Yeah. They're all there. Okay. Whereas when I, I was somewhat the building blocks of that, and my building blocks were Don Fry, mm -hmm. Drew Fickett, yeah. Joe Diesel Riggs, mm -hmm. um, Rich Franklin. Uh, you know, BJ Penn, yeah, Chuck Liddell, Tito Ortiz, Shamrock. Yeah, yeah. These are the guys that I watch yeah. that I go, oh my gosh, they're freaks. Yeah. You know, the mutants, what's wrong with these guys? Yeah. They're crazy. Yeah. I could never do that. Seriously. In, in school, wrestling, going to wrestling, yeah. thinking I'm deathly afraid to go to this wrestling, this wrestling match. Like I'm about to walk on this mat and wrestle this guy and he's yoked. And how is he only 12 years old? He's got a mustache. That's not fair. <laughs> and like, I don't even have armpit hair. You know what I mean? I'm like, this isn't right. I'm looking at his stash and I'm like, what? <laughs> and awesome. that, I remember this stuff growing up. That, so I was a late bloomer, you know? Okay. I didn't grow into my body till I graduated. And that's when I started fighting. So it actually worked perfect. Wow. How did you get I, I could have hit my, while I was wrestling, and then I graduated high school, didn't get my scholarship, so I started paying for my own school, working three jobs. You're gonna doing, go be an EMT. Doing the new thing, yeah, I'm going to live that life, you know? Okay. And one of the students that I was coaching and wrestling, I'm 19 years old coaching at a high school. Okay. So they're my age, these guys are my age, yeah, you're, but you're I just older. switched schools yep. and wrestled with them live. Okay. And um, he's like, yo, you gotta try this place out, man. You can punch and kick, punny, kick people. He's like, I just fought some guy on his lunch break the other day, and it was amazing. Like. <laughs> you and know, and I was just anybody. like, what? Like, you, I don't really, I mean, I, I got in street fights because yeah. we're dumb. But competitively. Dumb kids, you know, yeah. like yeah. ready to go all the time. Yeah. But never competitively, no way. And so I joined this gym. I go into the gym with him. He's like, I can bring somebody for free. You got to come with me next time. Mm. So I'm like, all right, I'll try it out. I go in there. They put gloves on me. They wrap my hands. They give me the whole experience, right? Yeah. Do the class. It's an hour long. I leave and I'm just like. I can wrestle so well already. If I learn how to use my hands and my legs, like I'll kill people in the streets. Like nobody's gonna touch me. You in know the what streets, mean? you're thinking still. Yeah. You're thinking like I'm not getting jumped anymore. I'm gonna knock people out. Wow. Because I've been getting jumped all the time. Okay. You just get jumped and you get tired of it. You hit a point where you're like, I'm gonna learn how to these people up. You know. A lot of people can relate to that. Listen to this. Right. Yeah. So I was like, I need to learn how to do this stuff. You're still I... thinking about the street though. You're yeah, I'm just playing. I'm I'm 18, 19. There's no money to be made in this yet, in my eyes. There's, okay. The sport's not that big. Yeah, yeah. And like me being a professional, they call it NHB or cage fighting at this point. Yeah. This is 15 years ago. Yeah. So it's like, me? No yeah. way. Okay. You know? I barely had cauliflower ear. My ears were fresh. My face is fresh. No cuts. <laughs> Your face still pretty fresh. You know what I mean? But it was nice. Yeah. Like, I was yeah. still good. <laughs> this is beat down now, you know? But my point is... I was just getting into it and I didn't know it because this guy puts me in there and he's like, you gotta try it. I tried, I fell in love with it. I stay going to the gym, but I didn't have money to pay for it. I'm working so much going to school. So I asked him if I can just clean the gym and pay, and that wow. would pay for the, wow. the membership. Cause I just okay. didn't, I needed that. Wow. And so I would clean the gym and then I started, I slowly get into selling memberships, teaching classes cause I get really good yeah. and that pays for my membership. So I'm never paying, I'm just teaching and training. Okay. And then one guy, one day a guy comes in and he's like four or five and L. And he goes, uh, 
he asked the, the owner of the gym, like, we need a sparring partner. He fights in a couple weeks. He needs sparring. Do you yeah. have any guys that wrestled yeah. or kickboxer guys? And he's like, well, we got this kid. He wrestled in high school, but he just takes the classes and spars on spar day, which spar day is like people from, you know, this guy has is in a computer at work all right. day. This guy does, you know, sell steaks. This guy, like, is a plumber. This guy's yeah. a, you know, and we yeah. all, I'm 20, I'm 20, 18, 19, 20 years old with these 35 year old men that just trying to get their yeah. sweat going or it'd be like you and me and you I could have yeah. showed up 19 and me and you could have been busting me up you know what Crazy. I mean because that's what the gym was yeah well I'm since I'm young hungry and I could do it they're like throw Dominic at him you know what I mean okay. let those guys just go at it okay I end up doing really well with this guy beating him up pretty bad breaking his nose oh my god and he fought like a couple weeks and she's like, what are you doing? He fights in two weeks. Mm. And he's like, well, I'm not fighting anymore. Wow. Like my nose is broken. He's yeah. like, but you should think about this. Have you had any fights? And I was like, no, I wrestled in high school. Yeah. And then I've been doing these boxing classes for about six months now by the time he came in. Yeah. And he's like, you're really good. You should try it out. They know the promoters. They know the owner of the organization. I don't want to give them a shout. Yeah. Because um, they're jerks, they didn't pay me anything. Um, they don't pay anybody anything. But, but we they, don't know who they are. Yeah, we don't know who they are. Right. But I, I right. jump in there, get going. They did get it started because at least they gave me a fight. So yeah. give them yeah. that. I got a fifty dollars check. I paid three hundred and fifty dollars for medicals. Oh my so you God. do the math, yeah. you know? No bueno. Because they got to yeah. make at least they're making sure our blood's clean. Right. And I'm happy about that. So I'm like, here's three fifty. Here's my blood mm. test. Here's my eye test. Mm. Thanks for doing this. Now I don't got to worry about getting hepatitis from somebody in right. this octagon, you know? Yeah. And so I go fight him. I fall in love with it right then. I barely win that fight. You barely win. Barely win. All my friends come and watch. I just was missing so many things. Mm -hmm. I had no coaching. Yeah. I coached myself yeah. for it. I, I don't have any pad holders because nobody wants to hold pads for somebody who doesn't already have money to pay you. Mm -hmm. And nobody wants to hold right. pads for somebody if they don't think that they're a specimen. And I didn't have some kind of... Right specimen look to me mm -hmm. right so i'm just dumb like yeah. no i'm not holding pads for you for 45 minutes for nothing mm. so you got to work your own way right mm. that's how my style got built because i kind of had to train myself a lot is that why your style sort of eclectic is what you there's would call that it? and then i fought two weight classes above my natural weight why so why'd you do that because the weight class didn't exist that's what it was okay. i was the first champion of my weight class okay. so you end up becoming a multiple time champion tripping into this almost cleaning the gym up after high school well no the the kid that i rest that i coached in wrestling introduced me to the gym that's unbelievable and he goes try it out you like it you're you're just feisty basically yeah you, i think you'll like it when did you know at what point did you or was there a point where you went oh my gosh when i, I fought that guy i realized all right i'll try it they mm. took me to an event and i fell in love with it after my first fight yeah. but when did you think you could be a champion <clears throat> excuse me I took a fight in San Diego against a guy named Dave Hiscardo yeah. on two days' notice mm -hmm. with no cornerman. No cornerman. And I just showed up by myself, oh. fought him, beat a hometown favorite as a co-main event wow. in California. Wow. And I was like, and I made like the biggest paycheck I'd ever made, yeah. $1,700. That was huge. And I was like, all right, I'm making some money and I'm, mm. I got, I'm undefeated. Mm. I just found a guy who said he could be my coach and he could find me a manager. Now mm. my career's starting. Now I'm doing what I want to do. Mm. So let's see where this goes. And so wow. I just ran with it. I want people to hear that because I don't care what you do, right? Sometimes you just got to run with it. You know, sometimes there isn't a perfect plan. Like this, most people think, like they see the after this, you know, 
multiple time champion or, or myself in business, I think there's probably like a perfect track. It all laid out or you knew exactly what you were doing. The fact is you just kind of fight your way along, don't you, as these experiences Yeah, I feel like you fight your way along, but there's also, I was in a boom of the sport. Yep. And I think that everybody in life has this particular moment they can remember where they go. There was a time where I had a shot and I either just put all in or I didn't. Mm. I feel like for me, this was that time because I look at the sport and I, you just analyze the situation. Mm -hmm. There's only been one ultimate fighter. It hit record numbers on pay-per-view mm -hmm. with, with Chuck Liddell, Tito Ortiz yeah. and the numbers that they were doing selling mm -hmm. pay-per-views and mm -hmm. TV was just going nuts mm -hmm. for mixed martial arts. Yeah. Now, the sport was still considered human cockfighting at this point. Yeah. So it was a risk, yeah. which actually elevated the facts that mm -hmm. less people are going to do it and it mm -hmm. makes it more of a chance for me to seep through the cracks yeah. because less people yeah. are going to be willing to jump on Supply board with demand. a dirty sport yeah. Yeah. that they consider dirty that I know isn't dirty. You know it's not. Yeah. So I said, if I broke down and analyzed it, everybody's not pouring in yet. Mm. Now's the time to get in and learn about it and mm. start getting the facets of this thing. So you, you capitalized on timing too. I, I do believe yeah. that. I love what you said there too, because there is, that. there's a time where you got to jump, man. You got to go. It wasn't just... Like right now, if, if when I see guys, yeah. I, I met a kid the other day, I was in the gym and you know, I've been doing this for 15 years now, fighting. I've been fighting for 12. I've been, if you count wrestling, 20 years, wow. you know? Yeah. And this kid's 18 and he's like, yeah, all I did, you know? He's wrapping his hands and he's happy to be in there. And I look at him and he has, his, he has one pro fight. Yeah. And I go, oh my gosh. I yeah. look at him, I'm like, I was you. Isn't that amazing? I was 18, yeah. just starting. Yeah. And I remember how I felt and what I thought and where yeah. I was. Yeah. And man, I just pray for for eighteen year olds now. <laughs> you do. Yeah. <laughs> you got a long road. I hope you're tough. Exactly. I think the same thing when I meet people like in my business when I'm yeah. coaching, whether young athletes you like just don't guys. Don't know what you're actually going to go through. If I knew what I was going to go through, right. I don't know if I could have done. Same it. here, right? right? But the thing is, you put your head down, you did the yeah. work, like we were talking about earlier. So, so let's flash forward a little bit. This is I'm going to ask you some stuff because I think everybody wants to know this, right? All right. Okay. Training. Now you're at an elite level. You're a world-class fighter, right? What? How important? Talk. Talk a little bit about prepping for a fight, but like inside that, like what are you doing mentally and physically when you're prepping for a fight? What are the things? Are you are you focused on sacrifices? Are you focused on your diet, your training, all of the above? Like what happens to train for a fight? I don't right. know people know. There's a lot of little things, but I th I'll tell you what makes the biggest gains to me. Okay. Like, it's the tiny little battles that you have that make the biggest gains for me as a champion. The tiny ones, like the ones at the very, very end of your workout, always. Mm. That's where I get the most gains. Like so what? Like, so like, let's say, um, like for instance, yesterday, I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I'm re rehabbing an arm injury. Right. I broke my arm. Yep. But I can run as much as I want. Mm -hmm. And so like normally it's like, oh, I did two yesterday, so I'll just do one today. But it's mm -hmm. like, the little battles. So it's mm -hmm. like, okay, just do this, get the run done. I start to run, I do three miles, but when I come back, all right, I need to do the sprints. I need to do them. Mm -hmm. And there's a big hill up, up by my house. And it's like, do I, all right, yeah, you could do sprints, no big deal. Do five. No, you got these guys with you. They're all mm -hmm. getting ready for a fight. And this is what they, you'd be doing if you were getting ready for a fight. And you can mm -hmm. run as much as you want. So it was the little battles. I did yeah. 10 instead of five. Yep. And then when you hit six, you hit a wall. Mm -hmm. And when you hit a wall, your body says stop. And in my workouts, I always hit a wall. And when you hit that wall, 
that's where you make gains. That's right. That's the sep the six to ten is the max out part of your workout. That's yeah. what you and I are talking about off camera. That's the difference between a good workout or even a great workout and a maxed out workout, exactly. right? Exactly. And you stack those up. So you've trained. So that extra four. Yes. When you really think about it, is only maybe two and a half minutes extra work, but it's so it's the most painful two and a half minutes of the entire day. Yeah, and it's where all the gains are made. Because that's where all the gains are made. I love that. That's so sports business. That's where the extra three phone calls are made, the extra two appointments, the extra one hour, the extra, 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 just, right? Just inches, but the inches add up. Oh, I love that. It's weird. No, it is it's it's true, right? Like we both know this is true. And you told me to talk about this. It's not just the inches. You were telling me that how important self-confidence is or confidence yeah. is when you go into a fight. What, what is your confidence rooted in? Um, Where do you get it from, your confidence? It's a good question. There's a couple things. One, I have a higher power. So my higher power is a huge comfort for me. I think anybody, mm -hmm. I don't think that everybody has to have a higher power. Mm -hmm. And everybody's, if you do have one, it doesn't need to be the same. My higher power could be this corner. Mm -hmm. I don't care. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter. Whatever your higher power needs to be. If you have one, I think these people have an advantage over somebody who does not. I 100% agree. And with it you. doesn't need to be one certain mm -hmm. thing. It's just what it is. I love the word you use, comfort, because that's what it is for me too. It is it's because it's something that you can just release and say it's yeah. in the hands of this. Yeah. And mm -hmm. when you can do that, you're, it's called faith. Mm -hmm. And faith can only um, be refined through fire. And mm -hmm. the antidote to fear is trust and faith. Awesome, so those things being said, if you really put all those things together, faith is actually why the higher power is so important. Mm -hmm. Because when I walk into a fight, I have to have faith that I put all the work in. Yeah. I have to have faith that things are going to be go the way I want. I don't have any control over them whatsoever. Mm -hmm. None. Zero. Mm -hmm. So my faith it actually goes deeper than it is. But if you don't have a higher power that you can't touch and learn that you have to have faith in something that you can't touch or grab or that's not physical, you've never trained faith. You have to be able to train faith somehow. Mm, wow. And I feel like that's what a higher power does for somebody who has it. They're training faith every day. I love that. And if you train faith, you're hard to beat because you learn to let go of the things you can't control. Mm. Mm -mm. You know? Really good. And for me, that's, um, that was a huge learning wow. for me. Anything else? Is your preparation part of your confidence? The, any of that? Um, well, the preparation to me was an intangible because everybody does that. So I don't mm. count it. Okay because it's like, I'm at the highest level. Everybody's in shape. Mm. Everybody's strong. Everybody's fast. Everybody hits hard. Everybody trains every aspect. Everybody's well-rounded. Mm. Everybody's pissed. Yeah. Everybody can get knocked out and stand back up. Yeah. Everybody can take a choke and get out. Yeah. Everybody can get put to sleep, wait back up, and flip you off. Yeah. It's a different level. So the difference for you so is your faith. The difference for me is pop, pop, that, but also, letting go of the things I can't control mm. so that I don't freak out. Mm -hmm. But then one of the biggest intangibles for me, I think, is just um, attacking my weaknesses, like not, not running from them. You mean in your preparation? Yeah, and yeah. in my mind, in my heart, my spirit, like mm. all things. So it's not just the physical. It has yeah. to be your weaknesses and the mental yeah. outside of the, the octagon. Because what I realized is most of the reasons why I fought in the octagon were, were uh, spiritual and emotional weaknesses outside of the octagon. Wow, you think maybe part, not go a little deeper on that, you think part your dad's gone, that type of thing? Just, or? There's so, yeah, just life yeah. turns you into that, hmm. which was actually my gift and my curse. Hmm. It was my gift to fighting, but it was my curse outside of life where certain things, I'd be really good at fighting, but everything outside of that was just like a jumbled mess. Hmm. 
like my relationships weren't doing well. Maybe yeah. I'd snappy on people. Maybe yeah. I'm punking people too much and I yeah. shouldn't be because I'm used to being in a fight world and gotcha. this isn't the fight world anymore, Dom. You can't just be walking around trying to punk people. Gotcha. And then there has to be balance, right? Yeah. And I wasn't balanced. I was mm. all in mm. on the physical and not enough in on the, yep. the spiritual emotional. And then when you start mingling them together, it sounds crazy, but it just... It helps your physical. Wow. And that's the, that's been the difference for me is like I'm not just focused on being in shape, being strong, being fast. Because everyone's got that at your level. Because everyone's got that. What mm. are people not doing? Mm -hmm. They're not dealing with their weaknesses outside of what mm. fighting makes them not think about. Wow. Right? Mm. So like fighting turns off my brain. Yeah. That's why I love it. Mm. It just shuts off everything. Why am I always trying to shut my brain off? Wow. You know, what's the point of that? Yeah. So what if I start working on the things outside that I'm trying to shut my brain for so I don't have to shut my brain off anymore? Wow. Now I'm reaching, in my opinion, I haven't done it yet. I'm yep. still trying to figure it out. We all are. But yeah. if I can do that, now I'm at peace when I start training, how much more out of training when I can get when I'm actually not using it to shut my brain off. Wow, this is awesome, man. Is that, am no, I crazy? No, not 100%. You're talking about getting to the ultimate version, the, your ultimate fighting, right. your ultimate life, your ultimate everything. But you, I don't, I don't, I haven't done it, but I'm, it's a theory. It's because, well, in my opinion, theory, you, you know, know, I talk about this, you guys talk about this off camera, that's a chase, that's a pursuit, right? Like, mm. I think, a, I think a, by the way, isn't it cool to be in the head and heart of a world-class champion, right? Like, this is what they think about. And... I think guys like you, like I interviewed this guy named Tim Grover, who was Jordan and Kobe's mental and physical coach, right? Mm. And he talks about there's coolers, cozers, and cleaners. Cleaners are world champions, like what you are, okay? okay. Every, throw everything aside, they're going to win anyway, right? And he says cleaners never think they're cleaners. The greatest never think they're cleaners. In other words, you never really arrive at that point. It's the pursuit of uh, it, right? It's like right. clearly you're, you were talking off camera, like you're way further along on the pursuit of what you just said than you were five years ago. Right? Oh, yeah. The, knee, the, the injuries did that for the me. The injuries did that for it you. It forced me to get away from the physical because I couldn't use my body anymore. I mm -hmm. literally, my body broke on me so my, so that God forced me to deal with the mental, emotional, physical, spirit, or the, in the spiritual. Yeah, and you mental, emotional, and spiritual. And you literally said to me off camera, that happened for you, not to you. I it, couldn't believe when you said that because I so believe that that's true. It's like there's a version of you coming in. There was a in. time where I would have never said that. Yeah, yeah. Where I would have said this is yeah. bunch of, I'm yeah. doomed. Yeah, I know. Trust I know. me. Yeah. I'm not always that optimistic. No, it's great that you, well, it's perspective, it's wisdom, it's yeah, age, it takes, it's maturity, it's, uh, it takes time. It, it's all those things. So I'm loving this, by the way, just so you know, like I'm well, pumped as hell. I, I'm pumped. I see that. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. might need to get you some new sleeves in a second. <laughs> <laughs> so you get afraid when you're going, I think people want to know this. You're, you're walking into that cage. You're going to stand there and get the intro, right? Buffer's gonna say something, whatever, let's get it on, or whatever he says, right? And so... So at that time, you're, you're talking? Yeah. At that time, am I afraid? Oh, well, at any point, are you afraid? Is there a... I'm is definitely it, afraid at a point. You're back I getting mean, wrapped in the back. What are you thinking? Yeah, I'm probably still pretty nervous there. I wouldn't say afraid, though. What are you? Because, like, well, I'm... What's your I've feeling? let go. You've let go. Now you have. have you, but yeah. you always do that? Um, I learned how to do that with my first championship okay so you're getting wrapped you've let go you're nervous you got anxiety but you're not fearful right because the antidote to fear is trust and faith that's like so powerful for me because okay. I told I've had to obviously break this down that's why I was able to explain it in my own head like all right you why is the antidote it. to yeah. fear trust and faith why right well why do I have trust what do I have trust and faith in mm -hmm. well God Trust and faith in God. Why do I have trust and faith that God exists? If I can't touch him, I can't see him, I can't. Why is he there? Why do I believe it? Why well, I can feel it. 
awesome. somehow, right? Like awesome. it's, I don't know, I just have a feeling. Mm -hmm. Well, it's the same thing, like, I have a feeling I'm the best in the world. Mm -hmm. It's there, mm -hmm. but also, I have trust and faith because I know what I did in my camp. I never yep. skipped one workout. I did those last four sprints yeah. every single time, and I know I did. Yep. For exactly 12 weeks, I was yep. perfect. Mm -hmm. That's all it takes, and I know that in the system, I wrote it down, and I've done it, and I've won championships with this system, that mm -hmm. in this system, as long as I stick to that 12 weeks and I do it this way and do every four sprints, and the system says I will be a world champion. Mm -hmm. Do I have trust and faith that this system works? Well, I've done it four, Bro. six, one time. Mm -hmm. How many times have I done it? Have I done it? That's why winning one title is so important. Mm -hmm. You see a light bulb go on in a champion's head when they win their first one. Mm -hmm. It's a light bulb. Ding. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm here. I belong here. I am this good. You know why? Because they have a system. They have a system. That's what they know. Mm -hmm. They have a system now that won them the title. Mm -hmm. Now that you got that system, you just... Yep. You repeat, wash, okay. repeat, wash, repeat. So let me tell you what's unique you, about you, you. You evolve it. Let me tell you what's unique about you, okay? Because you know that I work with lots of athletes in different sports. That's, that is unique what you just said. A lot of guys get to that championship level and they don't think they belong there and they don't repeat their system and they don't train exactly the same or they, or they evolve things too much. That's why you've been able to repeat as a champion, in my opinion. And that's same true in business. Like you take, you said that champions do that. Repeat champions do that. You do that. But dudes you've beaten didn't do that. And there are guys that get to certain places and they don't think they belong there or they do alter their system or they don't trust it. Business people do it. Athletes in different sports do it. So it, it is unique to you. I want to acknowledge, just so you know, that is okay. one of the great advantages for you, brother, is that you do think you belong there. You do refine your system. You do repeat the process and your faith. It's true. Trust me. Because I work with guys and most of the time they don't think they belong there. They Maybe even they got there a little bit prematurely. It's even like guys that you've beat, that beat you before but you came back and beat the next time. I think that the thing that I have that maybe some of these athletes don't mm -hmm. from my experience as an athlete is there's a lot of people that passed me up very early in, in with their athletic gifts. Mm -hmm. Their gifts were just maxed out on me they were mm -hmm. just they were stronger they were faster mm -hmm. they were all these things yeah but that actually ended up being their crutch towards the end and i didn't have that yeah. crutch early yep i never have had it my whole life yep and so i believe i belong there because i know i suffered to get there i was never it was too too hard yes to not belong for me to not belong there at I this point it, it was just too difficult like you, i could look back at what i did and know <laughs> Go ahead and try. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. I want to see you. Yeah. You ain't yeah. doing it. Yes. You're yeah. not. Yeah. I can look back at what I've done and know there's like a smidget of people on earth that will do that. Yep. Because it's too hard. I know yep. what I did. You know what you did. It's hard. It's lonely. It's yep. grueling. Yep. It's worth it. Worth it. I was hoping you were going to say that. I was literally just took the words <laughs> on my mouth. I was going to tell you it's worth it, right? Mm -hmm. And that the greats usually aren't the mega talented ones, man. Like Brady's not the most talented quarterback in the history of the NFL, but I think the same thing is, applies with him too. And I think he thinks he belongs there. And I think he repeats his process. Looks like it. I think he's addicted to the process. So you're not, you, so you're going into the ring, you're, by the way, like gold, like unbelievable gold, like some of my favorite things ever said on my show is what you just said, which is why I told you off camera, you should speak for a living. Well, glad we uh, think, think no. a lot of life. share well, some of the same views. Well, That's you're good. also teaching me stuff too. So, hey, I learned from I'm everybody. I'm learning too, man. Yeah. I'm learning how, how much it costs to put a wine system in with different uh, <laughs> ranges of temperatures. I tell you, man. In fact, I like my wine at 73 degrees, please. <laughs> 
<laughs> some warm that? wine. I'm going to work on you, man. I'm going to work on you. Oh, that's not a good temperature. No, you want a cooler. But we'll work on that. I'll See? help you. There I'm are here things to, I'm I can, here to learn. There are things I can help you. I'm here to learn. All day I'm helping you. So let's go through a couple more things. I'm fascinated. So you're going in. You've got some anxiety, nerves, butterflies, energy, uh, anticipation, all that stuff. Have you, you're in a fight. Are you now in some zone where you're just reacting? You've, you've done your preparation, you've got your plan, you know this guy's strengths, weaknesses, you know yours, et cetera. Are you just now reacting? I have a joke that I tell my friend, I'm in the Lardin zone. I read a book. What is it? Lard, the Lardin zone. Okay, what's the Lardin zone? It's a book that I read okay. um, from a doctor that I talk to occasionally. He's another okay. like power person in my life. Okay. Um, Dr. Lardin, he wrote a book and he talks about how to get in the zone. Yep. And the zone is perceived as basically that, <clears throat> that like space between what's happening and what's not and where everything freezes and moves slow. Yes. And it's getting in the zone. Mm -hmm. And um, when you're fighting, that turns on. But I researched more into that and why it's so powerful. And the reason it's powerful is everything shuts off. Mm -hmm. Like everything, you're just there mm -hmm. in the present. Yes. So that's powerful to me because the present is 100% where all our power is. Like all of it. We have no power without the present. None. Right. If you're fo like, that's when I realized it. Cause mm -hmm. when I'm doing that, I'm not thinking, Oh man, I should have wiped my feet before I got in the cage yeah. while he's punching me. Like, yeah, I'm just thinking, yes. don't get hit. Yeah. Counter. Oh, this is a good read. I'm so in the now that there is no anxiety. There is no yes. stress. There yeah. is no, there's only slow and peace. Yes. So if we could, imagine if I could grasp that for life. You yes, know? I was going to tell you, imagine if you can grasp that outside of the ring. Someday when you have kids being that present, I mean. right? It's all hard though. But when I see it like a 80-year-old mm -hmm. guy, you see them and they're just always chilling. <laughs> they're in the present. They just know. They've already lived their whole life. That's right. In the past, in the future. And, and so the rub is, can you continue to be driven? I say that blissful dissatisfaction, right? The right. rub is, can you continue just to be super driven, but yet being peaceful, present, and in the zone and at the same time? And there's where I lie now. I've yep. hit that road now yep. where I'm at a fork, yeah. and I'm trying to figure out. I've found out a lot of answers to a lot of the things that have tormented me mm. to make me fight. Mm. And the more I uncover them, and the more I understand them, and the more I get to the root issues mm. of what causes, what keeps me from having peace, mm -hmm more peace I uncover, yep. you start to worry, well, am I taking away the one gift I have to be the good fighter? Everybody worries about that, right? They do worry about that. And actually what you're going to do is you're going to unleash a power within you you've not had before. Everybody thinks that. They think that in That's every what I've area. Heard. It's a what you're saying. It's a fact. A guy named Wayne Dyer, I've listened to a lot too, yeah, and he Wayne. talks about yep. um, that there's another, that there's another, when you get to where I'm looking, yes. I haven't quite yes. had the faith in it yet because I haven't seen it, yep. what he's talking about, but it's a fact. You get to where you no longer need the fear and the anxiety and the, right. you just need, the more peace you, when you can just have peace, like yep. you work on another frequency. They are. Those are low level drivers that got you to where you right. are. But That's to, sustain, to sustain excellence, those things actually become your kryptonite. And so the more you remove right. those things, you get stronger. It's removing little Correct. pieces of kryptonite from yes. your heart and your soul, and you get stronger. It's, there's so I'm a glad will to hear I'm not the only one who's heard this. No, absolutely okay. not. You're 100% so right So I'm trying that. to get to that higher frequency. Yep. And at the higher frequency, there's peace outside here, yep. inside here. Yes. There's peace everywhere. Yep. I've dealt with the demons. I've looked at myself right. in the mirror and said, oh, you're a piece of crap here, here, mm. and here. This is why and how have you dealt with it? Mm. I'm not running from it saying, mm. 
making up excuses mm-hmm. and telling you why I'm not, yeah. why I'm the strongest person ever. Yes. There's a lot of people watching this who are thinking, I can't believe that Milet and a UFC guy are talking about these things, right? Because this is like this is ultimately like unbelievable life advice that you're giving people. I'm telling you, and the f- most people look in the mirror. I'm not and say, giving advice. I'm just talking. He asked me questions. No, you know what I'm saying. Well, it's counsel. <laughs> it, 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 people take it as advice. I know okay. what you're saying. You're like me. Neither one of us think we have any of this stuff figured out. But yet, when you share your own experience like this, brother, and that's what I was telling you, it's like. Honestly, you don't know the difference this is making. Already the emails are coming in. Already the direct messages are coming in saying, I can't believe he said this. That's exactly how I feel. I'm so glad to hear that a world champion thinks and has thought like I do. It gives people hope, man, because people see you like you're infallible. You're a warrior. And you come across, by the way, you know this. When you go in the ring, you've talked a little bit. You come, And so this is a side of you most people don't know, right? They don't know this side of I've you. I've made it a plan, and this, I think, is... The other reason why I was able to beat a lot of the top athletes that athleticized me and mm-hmm. surpassed me in sports is my vulnerability. Mm-hmm. I really believe that that is actually probably my biggest strength in fighting. Really? I do. What do you mean by your vulnerability? What do you mean by that? You mean so talk open? To a lot of, yeah, and if you yeah. talk to a lot of fighters, they'll never, ever explain their weak times. Yeah. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. They never let you look behind. Never yeah. let you, never say, oh, yeah, he, he rocked me a little. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah and uh, never say, oh yeah, I had an off night, and it's always, I had an off night, but da-da-da-da-da, it's never, he was better than me that night, he was a little sharper, he game-planned me, it's never that. Yeah, it's never that. I got so tired of hearing the excuses after I beat 20 plus people. Right. And hearing them say the same Mm -hmm. hog of shit. Yeah, and you're like, look, I beat you, dude. Like, you can't even lose like a man. Right. It's pathetic. Well, that's what you just said. So I think that's a man. I think the most masculine thing a dude can be is vulnerable and honest. Like most men think masculinity is like there's this wall, there's nothing, I'm perfect, I'm strong. And every masculine dude I put on this program, people think it's going to be this clash of two masculine dudes. Somehow when we get together, guys even become more vulnerable. It's happened with every single dude that's on the show. I, I... uh, not acknowledge is the right word for it, but like I really respect that because I think it's a higher level of confidence to say, look, man, I'm I not perfect. Too. This is what I think. I'm so confident. I'm willing to tell you that's this crap how I about see me. It. It's what it I is. I don't see it as. And that's that. That's that crypto, problem. That's the kryptonite falling off you. I'm telling you, you're going to be stronger. So curious. Just a couple more things in the ring. I, I like this is gold. Like someone's going to transcribe this, man. <coughs> so you're in the Excuse ring. Me. Have you ever? God bless you. Have you ever been in the ring? And I'm just curious. You're in the middle of a fight, and you're like, I'm in trouble. Or, or up until any point in every fight you've been in, did you think, I'm still going to win this fight? Or does that occur to you? Is there a point where there's, in other words, what I want to know is, does doubt set in ever mid-fight and you have to fight that doubt creeping in? Does that Because people deal with doubt in okay. business and no, in life. I have an you answer get, for that. You get doubt. It has never happened to me in a fight. Okay. Because I've already dealt with it by that point. Okay. Yes, it happens. Okay. Every day, but that's what a 12-week camp is. So it you have wash, the doubts during camp. It, you know, you wash that shit out during that, the camp. Yes, that shit gets, and it it fills up. You 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 wring it out one day, and then it fills back mm-hmm. up because you take an ass whooping on a Friday sparring. Yeah. And then you come back in on Monday and you choke somebody out twice, and it gets a little tighter. And then you come in on Tuesday and you get 16 takedowns. You do pads in the middle of it, and you don't get tired, so it rings out a little bit more. And then Wednesday comes, and you do judo, and you throw somebody on their head. And then Thursday comes, and then you know you keep ringing it out. And then yeah. Friday comes, and you get your ass beat again, and it fills yeah. back up. And you're yeah. like, shit, man, the doubt's back. Yeah. And then you got to ring it out again. You can only, you're only going to have to ring it out for so long before 
it stops filling up. There's no more liquid in the bowl. And then you're just strong and ready to kill somebody and you know it and you have trust and faith Mm. that you've wrung it out so many times that there's nothing left. You've already wrung it out. You don't. Gone. You don't know how good this is, brother. You, this is so good. It's so good. Okay, so let's, let's talk about it's the monster kicking it. Let's talk, let's talk a little bit about, so you're what, you're 32? I am. Okay, so you're going to fight again? I am. Yeah, you don't know when? Well, I have an idea. Okay, you want to keep I that? I kind of don't like the cards, the way things are moving. Up yet. Yeah. I'm still healing. Doctor has not cleared me. Mm-hmm. So, until, you know, I obviously am a thinker, so I've had some plans, but... Yep. It will happen, and it will be good. Yeah. Um, do you want to fight for the championship again? Of course. I yeah. think that should be my next fight. But mm-hmm. they play weird games where they want to give TJ Dillshaw a little bit of an easier fight because he doesn't want to fight somebody hard right after he won the title. He wants Who an easy you, fight. And you fought him. Yeah. Right, and you beat him. Yeah. Yeah. And so he wants to fight somebody that he knows he can keep the belt a little longer before he gets a really hard fight. You know? Gotcha. Whereas, you know, I go TJ Dillshaw, Uriah Faber, Cody Garbrandt, Take and then anybody. I lose the belt. Yeah. Let's go, TJ. Like, yeah. I beat you. Don't you want to get that back? Stop going down and looking for little baby boys at 125. <laughs> Silly dilly. Silly dilly. So you'd like to fight him next. That'd be the ultimate thing. That's the fight that matters. Everybody yeah. wants to see if he can beat me, and yeah. everybody wants to know. Everybody knows I can beat him. Hmm. Why wouldn't we see that again? Yeah, I'd love to see that again. Yeah, I just don't understand why I wouldn't. Why yeah. would go any other way? Okay, so you got to get you got to get the arm a little bit healthy again. Start training again. That's and that's the one thing that they're that they're that they're that would t- turn it off is, does TJ want to fight when my arm heals? Timing. Okay. My arm's pretty good. I have, I don't know, limited amount of time. The doctor clears me to punch. I'm already cleared to exercise. So mm-hmm. I'm already exercising. Mm-hmm. I just can't punch with it yet. Mm. So when you talk about this guy, your face changed a little bit. Like, just, Did it? Yeah, good. It changed. That's a good thing. Do you do that with everybody? Like, in other words, do you get to the point, I don't know, hate's the right word, but I mean, No, I it, definitely don't hate what do TJ you, Dillshaw yeah. or any of these guys. A guy like this, like, your face changed. Like, you're, you went to, like, a business, I don't know, creepy face. It's silly. On what is it, that, though? No, just, no, it's good. What no, is it's silly to me, the game. It's okay. like, you know that. Like, if I lost to somebody and I was the champion, I'd want that fight you right away. you want to go away. get that guy, Especially right? Especially if... It's a blemish. I know what... You did that with not favor. Not just that, yeah. You did that with favor. Yes. Twice. I had to have that back. Yeah, you wanted it. And I want to get it back. I want to get my loss back from Cody, too, but he mm-hmm. lost. So what's... The, I want the guy that's the champion. So you beat TJ, then fight Cody if he For wins sure. the next fight. Of course. Yeah. I yeah. get the belt back from beating TJ, and then I give Cody a shot You again. would. You're saying that right now. Yes. That's awesome, man. Because that's what it that's is. That's news, just so you know. You know? That's what it is. That's the way it should be. Mm. Because I lost to Cody, so why wouldn't... All right, let's yep. see if I made the adjustments. Yep. So you want that reciprocated with TJ. But yeah. can't expect people to think the way I think because yeah. that's unfair. But and there's like this look of that. disdain. Is your disdain for the process or are you just like... you I'm want sad to for him. In what regard? What do you He's mean? He's not challenging himself. Doesn't get it. Doesn't see the big picture. Hmm. There's only a few people that generate interest in this division. That's right. I'm yep. one of them. There's yeah. no way fans or butts about it. That's right. Yeah. So where are you going? Mm. That's the fight people want to see. Yeah. There's only certain fights that create interest in this thing, and he's running all over the place anywhere but create, but where the interest is. Mm. And it, it blows my mind because how do you sell pay-per-views? How do you get people to tune in if you're dodging the people that generate the most of that? Mm. Mm. You're going to just, because you want safety. Mm. Is, there a, is there another dude in between the two or three of you that most people would want to go see? 
Not really. No. I mean, the thing is, there's a top five, and yep. anybody in the top five, yep. I truly believe has the to anybody in in the UFC that's in the top five. But you're the only guy in the top five that he's lost to. I think so. You you are. Okay. Yeah, well, I think anybody in the top five. That's my point. Yeah. Um, has the potential of being a champion. You yeah. have the, every, you it, that if you're top five, that means you have all the tools. You're yep. just missing a couple little things, and we'll see if you got it. Yeah. I'm fired up to see that fight. I think you all are too. Like, I'll be at that fight. But I'm really fired up to see if some of this stuff you've discovered outside the ring even gives you greater strength inside the ring because that's my belief. That's what well, I think. Well, it has so far. It did for Mizugaki. This started when I fought, when I come back from all the, from the double yeah. ACL reconstruction. Yeah. This guy's come back from injury after injury, adversity after adversity. So everybody. I've, I've already felt how it's done for me in my fight game, and mm -hmm. it won me my third my uh, my fourth title it, it won it for me mm -hmm. that the, the stuff that I've learned I came with a whole different mindset towards that mm. last title versus Dillshaw that I had ever had in my whole career mm. and it was the strongest I'd ever been mentally so awesome man I'm confident in, in uh, making the right steps meeting people like you Chris Patterson you got to put strong people in your life that you know have succeeded in a lot of the ways that you want to yep. and as long as I can keep in touch with these people and make sure I'm not going off the beaten path and I'm confident, very confident that I'm doing the right moves in my gut. So. Yeah. I got to tell you, you're doing that role for millions of people who are listening to this. They can't Good. get with you one-on-one -on -one in a room, but I can promise you your words are ringing in their ears. They'll play this over and over again. They just heard a world champion, repetitive world champion, one of the elite fighters and athletes in the world take you inside his brain, deep in there and inside his heart. So. Like, it's not easy. He he had a, he said he had a hard time doing it because you he had a hard time being out there for people. Yeah, yeah. and I have the same way, but yeah. being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. I'm proud of you, man. It's hard to do, but yeah. if, I got more respect it, for you, and I think you're stronger having well, having. I hope so. Today. I just got to keep trying. Yeah, I'm really impressed with you, bro. Yeah, well, let's hang out. Yeah, we're gonna let's hang go out. Have some fun. We're gonna hang out today too. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this time with Dom. If you did, thank you, by the way. Thank brother, you. So much, man. Awesome. So good. If you did enjoy this, make sure you go out there and review the podcast on all the different platforms that it's listened to. And certainly follow Dominic on social media, on Instagram. What's your Instagram handle? Dominic Cruz. Wow, that'll be easy to remember. Dominic Cruz. So you go. Go follow Dominic. Follow me if you're not following me as well. Max out, everybody. God bless you. I'm a max out. Max out. Max out. I'm a max out. Max out. Max out. I'm a